0: Hello friends, I can see that some of you are already online, we have one minute to go. We'll give everybody a little bit of time, there were quite a few registrations, so let's wait a little bit for that. Meanwhile, I wish you all a happy new year, those who can read this. uh, I hope, let me know if if you can watch this on LinkedIn, YouTube or Facebook, whatever is your choice of channel. Okay, let's jump into the show. This is pretty much a new format for me as well. The reason I say new format is because usually I record over, um, over a platform and then make their read recordings available in uh, podcast and video format, but new year, new format. So I thought, let me try something new. So what is the new part? This is the new part that I will live stream all episodes going forward, as long as they fit, of course, the time zones, right? So sometimes the speakers are international and may not fit India time zone. So this being the first show of the year, I have decided that I'll do a roundup of the last few episodes. And many of you had actually asked that, you know, you did not um, catch up on all the episodes, so would like a summary. Some of you got to know of the episodes much later and so on. So so all that, so why manage better? All right. Let's let's dig a little deeper. Some of you have asked, you know, is manage better anti-leadership? Uh, am I against leadership that I'm proposing uh good management now? Not at all. You know, in fact, not just me. Very, very accomplished authors like Henry Mitzburg, Ram Charan, and all I have all been talking about effective and good management is as important as uh good leadership is. And not everybody, not every role um has a leadership opportunity or a potential. And I know that the all the all the bit about that everybody is a leader for their two square feet and all that stuff. That is fine, right? But at the end of the day, all of us have to get some work done. And most of that work gets done through good old school effective management practices. So my effort is primarily to address that population and say that okay, what are the ways in which we can all get better at what we do? Right. And obviously it doesn't just include work. It goes beyond work and you know in other spheres of life. So all this is related to managing better, getting better. Right? So wherever we are, and I keep saying this, those of you who may have seen my shows uh, would know that um, what I keep saying is that none of us control where we landed in life, but all of us control where we are and uh, where we can go. Right. So that's the theme of this whole thing that uh, where can we go from where we are? Is the is the theme of the show. Right. So, and just a little bit about the show. Of course, the show is hosted on YouTube. But it is available as a recording on LinkedIn, and as a podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher, and several other associated podcast uh, players. So, whatever is your choice of podcast players, you know you could get this. Uh, Show you just have to search for Manage Better with Anush Tiwari and you should be able to get to uh, my show and subscribe to it. And of course, YouTube uh, goes without saying if you like the show, subscribe so that you know uh, you can get all the alerts for the new shows that come. Okay, so let's dive in. Then. So, 2020, of course, didn't go to plan at the beginning of 2020, in my first post of 2020, I had suggested five questions and. Uh, some of them may sound a little bit ironic today because of the year that we had, but you fast forward the year, those questions still apply. So let me take, to, through, take you through a rewind of those questions. So the first question is, when you look at your year, ask yourself, did I make an impact? Right? So did you make an impact through the year? Ask yourself, nobody else. Right. Secondly, did I make my boss do well? If you don't make your boss do well, if you can't do that through the year, you are on a sticky wicket, right? So, so that was second question. Third was, did I learn something new? Something that I haven't done earlier, right? So that was more or less the theme for the year. Many of us would have learned something new given the time that we had, additional time that we had through the, through the year. And did I invest in my network, right? Some weeks ago, I brought in a speaker on networking and, and I'll be again bringing one in a few weeks time and if we didn't realize the power of our network i'm sure you realized it during the lockdown because your ne- network kept you going and network is not just to find you on your next job it is also to keep you sane and keep you going right so the other last question was did i did i go beyond my role right many so many of us don't look at this question very carefully and don't don't kind of you know think of our role, what impact we made and you know, and don't look at the entire role and don't think as to what did I do beyond my role. So that's extremely important. Right? So, and so that was my first post, right? And that, I, you know, you can still go back to that post and some of you want that uh, post, I'll let me know. I'll uh, hand it over again. It is the first podcast that I did early last year, I think exactly one year back. That was the first podcast. Many of these questions might have remained unanswered. That's why I'm saying these questions are still relevant for you today. In some time, as I round up the show, I'll also open um, uh, for questions uh, if you have, right? So, you know, we don't have to hate 2020 anymore. It is gone. So what's what do we do in 2021? And these questions therefore point you to a better 2021. Right there are quite a few things you know happened really well. One, I keep saying that you know we covered a decade's journey in weeks right so what digital changes or online stuff could have happened in one decade actually happened within weeks right so uh, if somebody would have asked you in February or March, would you be working from home all year? Would you be doing a lot of online courses? Would you would you be listening to a guy called Anshuman Tiwari on, on a LinkedIn live? All the answers would have been no. But here you are at the end of the year, and all the answers are yes. So this would have been possible not within a decade. You have already done it in a few weeks. That's what disruptive um, occasions do. So coming to the guests of the first guest that I spoke to last year was Carmit berdugo Cohen, and Carmit is a quality professional from Israel. She's dedicated her life to making quality more interesting and, you know, for the new generation. So she comes up with a lot of infographics and, uh, you know, game-based methods. Check her out on uh, LinkedIn, Karmit berdugo Cohen from Israel. She set up a new format called collaborator spelled with Q and where she shares a lot of best practices from quality so, so she spoke about how she got into quality and the journey was fascinating and why she thinks quality is still relevant and can make a lot of difference so that was a very you know engaging first session that i had and i distinctly and fondly remember that session for the book recommendation that karmit made the book is called four agreements by don miguel ruiz uh, spelled as r u i z so Don Miguel is a philosophical writer, and the book Four Agreements is a fascinating uh, way to look at your life. And next uh, was March. March is World International World Women's Day, uh, or 8th of March is International World Women's Day. And I thought, let me use this opportunity to speak to somebody who's doing a lot of work in that section. So I spoke to Geeta Kannan, and Geeta was very generous with her time, and, and she she spoke very very passionately about why women are in the in the, particularly in workplace of course her work is more in and out of the workplace as well but we spoke more of the workplace why it's a very very challenging life particularly in the indian con- context because women are expected to be this you know homemaker as well as the you know efficient and professional worker at work and she brought out a lot of challenges and Strategies, I would suggest you check her work at uh, Viquity. Her firm is called Viquity, W E Q I U I T Y dot tech, Viquity dot tech. Some fascinating work they are doing. They identify and uh, recognize women leaders and have plans and programs on helping women uh, get better at work. So, again, the theme was. How do we get better? And of course, just because, you know, March was a nice coincidence for me that it was international world, um, international women's month. I thought it would be very apt. So I, I took a break and quite a lot of people suggested that, you know, this is the time, you know, I went on YouTube. So till then, uh, all my episodes, are podcasts, so, and as you know, podcasts are basically audio versions so hemant himant Dureshe, a uh, good friend a quality professional leading quality professional from pune was my first guest on youtube and of course the youtube recording was also available as a podcast hemant is an asq fellow and from i think 2013 and incidentally hemant and i received our fellowship to in the same year so in but he's far more senior and accomplished um, compared to me And he's had a glittering career in quality. He's probably the first ASQ certified black belt and master black belt from India. Uh, So that's quite a bit. Uh, He spoke about why Six Sigma is still relevant and can still be used, provided we know where to use it. So he proposed a diagnostician-based approach saying that we should know where the process is repeatable, where the volumes are high, problem is known, solution is unknown, and these three, four conditions apply. That is where you can use Six Sigma uh, and it still makes a lot of difference amusingly this episode of when it was posted on LinkedIn, got a lot of, you know, or, or my first exposure to a lot of trolling, you know, several people across the world who don't like 6 Sigma or, or, or really hate 6 they jumped upon us and it was quite amusing to try and reply to them. Of course, beyond a point, you can't reply to anybody who's did you know, dedicated his time to trolling us. but. Uh, it felt good to be trolled uh, for, for some weird reason. Moving on, I spoke to Ramesh Durairaj, author of uh, Games Customers Play, so a fascinating book. And uh, if you haven't heard of this book, you know, please check it out. A really nice book, Games Customers Play. And it is, uh, and Ramesh, interestingly, Ramesh was with Wipro and other leading companies and at Infosys as well. And he brings in, particularly from a tech sales point of view, technology sales point of view, what does it take for why do customers behave a certain way or don't behave in a certain way and uh, these skills around negotiation and, and, and he was interesting, very interesting because he was, he's also from a quality background, right? So he brings the quality background into sales and obviously brought in that academic rigor, rigor that most quality professionals can bring and his four quadrants on cons and, you know, related concepts on buyer seller relationship, including the buyer tyranny right so you you will some buyers you know flex their muscles way beyond they should of course till the time they can and this was one of um, you know my favorite episodes in terms of understanding customer behavior Uh, next up uh, was uh, very very interesting i would strongly recommend you check this video out on youtube this was one of our most popular videos with uh, an uh, india's top executive coach on uh, executive presence, trains and coaches, uh, CEOs on executive presence, right. And potential CEOs also on executive presence. And she was generous again with her time and shared a lot of her experience on how senior people uh, try and improve their executive presence. And as you may know, uh, that executive presence is an important aspect of professional life these days. And she's come up with after years of research, she's come up with a formula called Poise formula. Uh, P-O-I-S-E, you can check it again out on my YouTube channel or, or on LinkedIn um, or reach out to Sheetan herself. The, the five elements of the Poise formula are physical presence, uh, so refining your body language skills, online presence, building your global personal brand, brand influencer presence, how do you master influence uh, and, and get better at that, and how do you speak up, right? stage presence, right? So stage presence or public speaking or effective uh, presence in a group of people and ultimately, and finally, engagement presence. So, how, how do you use all this to build engagement was extremely, important. so I, I love this uh, episode quite a bit. My next guest was a good friend, again, an ESQ fellow, and also uh, Uh, Figenbon Medal winner from ASQ and Simon Collier Award winner, which is one of the highest awards of the American Society for Quality. So he is truly a legendary quality professional and uh, we had a good discussion around the state of quality and particularly around how quality and customer centricity are important. So he now runs, of course, a consulting firm around customer centricity and it was very fascinating to see the connection between quality and customer centricity. So again, fascinating anecdotes and I think this was one of the few episodes where a person had moved from one domain to another domain. And so that was extremely interesting. By now I think my channel and podcast had started gaining some traction and I was quite delighted because, you know, when you start something like this, you don't know where it will go. I spoke um, and there was, by the time there were also requests on what we should uh, do or what better topics we could uh, come up with. So I do remember, you know, reaching out to some, and one of the first ones I brought in from a transformation point of view, the next two were on transformation, uh, was Nigel Adams. Nigel is a transformation consultant based in Melbourne, and he's had an excellent stint with some world's leading banks. And he's also an author of an excellent book called Match Fit for Transformation. So if you're looking for a book on transformation, he's written an excellent book on how to prepare for transformation. So he's not, the book is not so much about the transformation journey, but it's all about the preparation required for the transformation journey. So he's obviously no, no guesses for knowing that. He's a, he's a cricket fan because match fit for transformation, if you notice, comes from that. So he shared a lot of examples from his technology and, uh, and operations background. One, one formula he shared was very interesting was consolidate, standardize, simplify, re-engineer, and automate. I'll repeat, consolidate, standardize, simplify, re-engineer, and automate, in that order. So if you have a troublesome process, you consolidate the processes, you standardize them, you simplify them, you try and re-engineer. If everything fails, you automate. So he was one of the few people who said that don't try and automate at the beginning. Right. So that was interesting. I thought, and, you know, around this time, and, and there was such a demand for also some, quite a few of my viewers had um, spoken about, can we get something on digital transformation? Right? So, so I spoke to uh, a guest, Nina Mulhazan, uh, Nina is a, uh, again, a consultant based out of uh, Melbourne. And this was only coincidence that Nigel and Nina both are from Melbourne. But before I get there, I think I, I remember quite one very important anecdote. So those of you who are bookworms will be pleased to know that, you know, Nigel suggested two very interesting books. And the one book he suggested was Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. Of course, you know, many of you might have read. and he said, transformation professionals can learn a lot from this that not everything has to be frameworks and you know complicated program plans you can have a checklist and still get a lot of stuff done and the second book was alice in the wonderland or alice in wonderland by lewis carroll so how i have never met a person who could suggest these two books in the same sentence right? so that was very unique of um, uh, that session i would think and so moving on to Nina, Nina Mullisen, Nina, as I said, is a leading digital transformation consultant out of uh, Melbourne. And the, the main topic of discussion with Nina was, you know, she runs a consulting company called 3.6. Right? it's spelled as T-H-R-E-E, six, six numeral. Uh, so check it out. A very interesting digital company. And they do work, of course, out of around Asia Pacific. So very, very cutting edge um, kind of work that they're doing and she discussed the roadmap for digital transformation and some of the things that she explained and were very interesting you part one was you don't need a definition of digital transformation you need execution right so one of the first questions i'd asked how do you define digital transformation and broadly her answer was that you don't really need a uh, definition you need execution you need to get going and do something about it you, know, you keep defining it keep looking for a good definition you are only wasting time Right. The second important aspect was start small, and and this was extremely important. She gave several examples, including one of a university where they started small and then built upon that. Of course, keep the plan customized, uh, customizable and scalable, but do that. The third, extremely important one was digitization precedes digital transformation. So digitization is important. So if your records, if your data, if your process is not digitized, you will fail in digital transformation. Right. So. This was an extremely important insight. This, this goes from, you know, people who, Salesforce uh, people um, or people in the sales uh, profession, when companies try and digit, uh, do digital transformation them and everybody is actually filling up forms with pen and paper, how do you do digital transformation there? So you need digitization first and then digital transformation. Uh, I'm, I'm just sharing an example that we discussed. The next point you had, very good one was, 100 day plans work best. And um, of course, keep learning. So, Nina, of course, also suggested some books, but I would suggest that you hear that episode or see, watch it on YouTube and, and you know, check out her recommendations. Very interesting recommendations. The next episode is still today the highest uh, hits uh, episode. So, it was with uh, Alok Gupta. Alok Gupta is a, a Hong Kong based uh, international speaker of repute. He's a master public speaker, coach on effective public uh, speaking to very senior. CEOs and uh, you know global executives, and and his workshops are always pre-booked and booked months in advance. And uh, he chose to speak to us more because he said that look, this is a message that needs to go out to everyone. And uh, if you get some time, check his video uh, with me on YouTube. You will see how effectively he communicates using uh, face and hand gestures and you know uh, voice, all mixed into one. Extremely useful uh, message, right? His passion for helping uh, people uh, comes through uh, when he when he talks to you. And he was also unique because he has transcended five different domains in his career. So he's not that old; he's our age, my age, and he's already had five different careers in five different industries, right? So uh, and excelled in all of them. And now in his HR or people. I would say coach avatar, he's doing really, really well. The one message that I remember most from his session, of course, this was a memorable session, but the one message I clearly, clearly remember when I asked him about what should our uh, readers or listeners read to get better at the, uh, the effective communication, his answer was that you don't learn swimming by reading a book. So what do you do? You speak and what do you do? Where do you speak? So his suggestion was Toastmasters. So those of you who want to get better at um, peaking, I would say, uh, go to Toastmasters. And, and you have to watch that episode to believe and it's a short one. It's not a very long episode and how he demystifies everything around effective communication and also, also towards the end suggested this. So. Um, this uh by this time i was in august um, in october and all and november is international world quality month right so i wanted to speak to a leading quality professional and who better to speak to uh, somebody like satyendra kumar satyan or kumar as we call him kumar is a legend in the quality field and he's now of course a quality consultant and CEO coach but or or built his legacy on two innings that he had, one with Infosys and the other with Tata Group. Where at the Tata Group, he built the what is now known as the G R D Q V or the, the adaptation of the Tata Business Excellence Model. Of course, there were other professionals also working in the team. So, and hats off to that team who created that model, which is still helping a lot of Tata Group companies. And the other was Infosys. At Infosys, Kumar was Head of Quality, Productivity and Tools for many years. And as my boss, he was my you know, guru for the Malcolm Baltic program as well. And this is a masterclass. So if you are in quality or related professions, I suggest strongly, strongly recommend that you attend or you watch this session on YouTube or, or hear to the podcast if you are the podcast type and you will get real gems, you know, he squarely placed the blame on the reducing popularity of the quality professionals on the quality professionals himself. Some of the things he said were like, you know, quality professionals overanalyze and don't get on with execution. Then he also shared one very interesting point that quality professionals don't want to meet the CEOs and CEXOs to understand how the company works. And if you don't understand the, how the company works, you don't understand the problems that the senior leadership is facing, how will you solve those problems? So. It's okay to have the Six Sigma program, the certification program. And yeah, the uh, one of the points he made, made is also around certification that both at company and individual level, the focus on certification is extremely disturbing because we become overly obsessed with certification and uh, forget the basics. So those of you who are in the quality profession or performance excellence or delivery excellence kind of function, I would suggest strongly that uh, you see this session or hear the uh, podcast. There was uh, towards the end, I asked him what book he would recommend, and his answer was uh, very, very interesting. He said, I won't recommend any book. I would recommend um, people to read um, business magazines, right? And international business magazines. And he said, the, the wisdom that you can get from these magazines is immense. Uh, no one book will give you the context that you need. Right? His view was that people already have the tools and methods. They don't have the context, right? And the context comes from uh, business magazines and not from books. So take his advice. Uh, you know, I found it extremely, extremely interesting that, you know, he could speak about this. The next speaker I spoke to was Pankaj Rai. He is a master networker. And the thing that, you know, I would say identifies or distinguishes him is that he is like a, an employee of a company like you and me. Right. So many of us are working for some companies, others are working for other companies and while working for a regular, in a regular job, he's created a reputation of a master networker, you know, unparalleled and he of course works at Wells Fargo and you know, so I spoke to him about the why and how of networking, right? So why does he network and how so why was interesting i would suggest you watch the video but how part is very very useful firstly he said that be of service uh, but have a purpose to connect right so and his his thing was that you know not everybody is interested in networking but if you are interested in networking you want to network and you are waiting for somebody to reach out to you you are wasting your time second networking is not a mathematics exercise so your give and take will not add up right so you will give to some you will receive from some, don't worry about all this. So his advice was don't, don't make it a mathematical exercise. The thought it was extremely important. Don't be too shy to reach out even, but just, just don't reach out and say hi. And he gave a three point formula on when you reach out to people, what should you do? His view was that you have to cultivate this network and it is not a, uh, you know, one time effort, extremely interesting episode, very, very engaging episode. And I suggest you watch. And of course, you know. Connect to learn and grow was his theme and I don't make a ritual out of it. So don't be very methodical and overly analytical that I have to ask this question first in the first 15 seconds and this question by the next uh, few seconds and so on, that doesn't work, right? So, so by this time I was in December and, uh, you know, Christmas time. So I thought, let me end the year with a festive spirit and the spirit of kindness um, or the came to my mind. And uh, I thought, uh, let me speak to somebody who is doing something on kindness. It was a wild thought, and it worked. I found Nirmala Peters-Mehandale. Uh, so Nirmala is the president of the World Kindness Movement. Yeah. So if you didn't know, there actually is a World Kindness uh, Movement. So Nirmala and I um, had a very good conversation on why kindness is important. And it is. it started with everyday, daily, small doses of kindness. Be kind in small things you know so she even said that leaving the lift door for somebody elderly and taking stairs yourself or or helping somebody who needs a little bit uh, uh, of help and with your time maybe or any such thing all this is fine not everybody has to be in the you know donation and you know all that more so the the episode was extremely interesting because it gave a lot of hope to me and people like all of us who have joined this session so that was, this was an extremely interesting episode. Of course, this was around Christmas time. So I, in the video, I also included a Santa Claus video, which was interesting. So all thanks to a guy called Praveen Tulpule who does this uh, and lives out of Mumbai. That kind of rounds up the year. Of course, interspersed were some of the sessions were my solo sessions where I spoke about key concepts like runner, repeater, strangers, how you can use lean and Six Sigma in your improvement methods, what is change management and some of these kind of things I brought up, but you know, I'm sure if you visit the channel on our podcast, you will uh, get to know more. So uh, that was 2020, we are in a new year and so apart from the live sessions, what else, right? What else is that I will be speaking to quite a few international uh, speakers and authors and also branching out to other streams as well. You can find my channel on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and now Stitcher as well, and very soon on Amazon also. And of course the YouTube channel is um, quite easy to find. If you can't find any of this, just go to managebetter.in and you will be able to find uh, all these sessions or videos of this thing. Uh, Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for joining.